What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined by Glenn Enos. Junior. Joined by our number one guest, Matt Souza. Yo. Wait, guest? Yeah. Come on. You didn't listen to the last podcast? I did. He said I've been demoted, but it was just a joke. It no, was a we joke. Don't, we don't I was joke. continuing the joke. We don't joke on this podcast. Uh, and now we have our we have, we have two guests today now, because yes. we got Souza and we got somebody else. Who's it? Uh, the biggest Borgies I know. Who? That's me. Yeah, uh, that's Brennan Borges. Yeah, Brennan Borges. That's I Wendy's can, homemade I, soup. I can introduce in the you. League? I can introduce you. You know that. It's my turn to speak. It's my fucking show. I'm the show. assistant guest now. It's I, our show. It's our show. It's true. You're a fucking guest. All right, I'm getting disciplined. Yeah, you are getting disciplined. Yeah, motherfucker. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Good to have you on. And uh, also, if you hear any uh, noise off to the side, Panacho's here. He's watching the games with us. We got Sunday night football going right now. Yep. Uh, Steelers and Ravens. Yep. So. I'm uh, yeah, I'm hoping for a miracle from Vance McDonald. Hoping for a miracle from John Brown. Mm. Hoping for a miracle. He's already got a touchdown. From Justin Tucker. But uh, yeah. it's not looking good. Week four, crazy action all across the. It's been crazy. All across the board. What do we, we start with Thursday night? Yeah, baby. Let's take a look. That was a crazy game. So we was got it? Minnesota at Los at Los Angeles. Uh, obviously the Rams won. They did. They did win. Oh shit! Uh, but not without a lot of drama, as there was a it was a very high scoring game. Uh, Kirk Cousins. You guys, well, let's start let's start with the Minnesota offense, okay. um, because it might be a little bit easier. Actually, I don't know. Both offenses are so good. Yeah. So uh, kudos to the quarterbacks. I mean, both defenses are good defenses to go up against, and they just pedal to the metal all game. Yeah, I think this like this game showed how good. Both offenses are and can be. Mm. So many weapons on both sides. Yeah, I mean, well, you and me and Brent were talking about this the other day. Um, I think you're looking. You look at easily two two of the best offenses in the league, like top to bottom. Whoa, wide receiver wise. What about Kansas City? Oh, I said two of the best, not the best of the best. Mm. And uh, Baltimore's got a pick six. Did they? They did. I think it was a fumble recovery. Okay. From Vance McDonald? Um, Number 89. <laughs> okay, Dad. We, we got, got some action. We got a ghost down it's here. Vance McDonald with a fumble. Oh, no. Like touch to use Mark. Oh, maybe not. Oh. I've never seen that play. Who's Baltimore defense in our league? Hmm. All right, guys, we have a podcast to run. All right, okay. Wild, so, so Some wild stuff going on. Ba- all right, so back to Minnesota and Los Angeles. Um. So, yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins had himself a day. 422 yards and three passing touchdowns. Um, he had a 20 on the ground. Great game. for No interceptions. Probably the biggest part um, from my perspective. That Kirk Cousins was just solid all around. No no picks. No bad plays. Hmm. Um, you look at the receivers. It's what you expect. Thielen and Diggs on top of the leaderboards here. Uh, Hunt... Hunt Eight receptions, 135 yards for Thielen, and a touchdown. Diggs, 11 receptions, 123 yards. No touchdowns. No touchdowns. Saddens me. You know, it's still a great game. You All right, so, about that. but good thing here, uh, we have, well, former owner now, but we have a Dalvin Cook owner oh. with us now that Brennan's here. Must alert. So, uh, Must alert. Ten carries for 20 Brennan, yards. Brennan, how, how are you feeling about your boy Dalvin Cook? So, uh, two-year <clears throat> Dalvin Cook owner. Uh, so much talent. So many injuries. In this offense, what I'm seeing a lot is they just love Kirk Cousins. They see the chemistry he has with his wide receivers. Like, Thielen and Diggs both had over 100 yards. The combined 19 receptions. That's yep. the, the, It focuses through the air. They weren't even they weren't even doing checkdowns to Dalvin Cook. It's yeah. kind of like just, just 
feed cook every once in a while. It's just, the game scripts don't fit, and it doesn't seem like the line can hold up. It's it's really discouraging as a Dalvin Cook owner. As a as a Dalvin Cook owner, I'd say you're a little worried, especially because he's probably fin- spent a first round pick on. Yeah, I did. But yeah, I wouldn't look too much into this game. Because the Vikings had to keep slinging the ball to keep up with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Dalvin Cook only gets 10 carries. He only gets 20 yards. But, I mean, the Vikings' offense is good enough to give Dalvin Cook opportunities in the red zone. Very mm-hmm. true. He can get touchdowns. He can do this. Like I said, the game script, Kirk Cousins had to keep up with golf to pass. You see Kirk Cousins getting, getting 50 attempts. Still, Dalvin Cook should be a pass catching back. He didn't get a single reception. It's a little uh, – I think the offensive line – is the problem. I'm going to say, but but also a thing to note here, too, is that it's not solely on the offensive line. I mean, it is a little bit on them, but at the same time, the Rams have one of the best, if not the best, defensive line in football. True. Agreed. So, I mean, any any running back, regardless of who it is, is going to have a tough day against that line. You know what I mean? I believe in Dalvin Cook's ability. I believe in the yeah. offense of the Vikings. If I'm you know looking at Dalvin Cook from a different owner perspective, I'm kind of buying low. On Dalvin Cook, see if you can trade him for you know somebody who you know could help that team and get that da- you can get Dalvin Cook on your team because I you can't get any worse, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, and I think you know a lot a lot of owners who draft him first overall kind of down on him after four weeks of not doing anything, um, but we'll see. Um, on the Rams side of the ball, I mean, what else can we say? Wow, Jared Goff. Freaking busts a nut. Five touchdowns. <laughs> busts a nut. Dude. 465 yards. Uh, Todd Gurley gets his. A receiving wow. touchdown, 17 rushes, 83 yards. Cooper Cup. Not Mason. Hmm. Nine receptions, 162 yards, and two TDs. Uh, I just want to I just want to update the listeners. Uh, so, if you listen to the last podcast, you know, I was going against Cooper Cup. Yeah. So say the game's over. I ended up winning. Mm. Regardless. Even with the negative nine, uh, even, Minnesota yeah. defense. Minnesota's defense ended up getting me negative nine. Uh, and you went up against Cooper Cup. And I went up against Cooper Cup. And Which I won. Is, that's a 41-point swing. I know. You overcame it. Watch out for Mason. Rams wide receivers, Brandon Cook, seven receptions, 116 yards and a touchdown. Robert Woods, five receptions, 101 yards and a touchdown. Uh, this Rams offense is high-flying. Um, it's, it's just... The hottest offense in the You NFL. feel comfortable starting anyone here from the wide receiving core and talk early going forward. I'm going to say, Jared Goff, you have him. Start him. Every week. Because this guy is good. And he's spreading the ball around. Look at that. I know. Four, four different receivers with a touchdown. He's not focusing on one. It's not just one star dominating. Yeah, plus, but, um, plus two. Uh, Goff won against, I mean, the Vikings defense is no slouch. They're right. one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. And he hung up. 38 points on them. Yep. That's Some just, dimes. He just, looked, he just looked confident on it. And uh, so the Rams go over on the Vikings on Thursday night, 38-31. to 31. How'd, uh, how'd the picks go for this All one? right, so uh, you and Souza both took the win with the Rams. Mm. I took the loss with Minnesota. Mm. So uh, next up, we start the 1 o'clock games on Sunday, uh, which we have first leading off Cincinnati at the Atlanta Falcons. This was a good game. This was a good game. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati Loved gets the it. win on the road, 37-36. Cincinnati's offense, Andy Dalton, Mason, I think he's good. Mason, he's update. Good. Just gas. All right, I just think gas he's from good. Mason. Gas. And if you're a Joe Mixon owner, but, you know, you have Gio Bernard as a handcuff, you're happy with that. 15 rushes, 69 yards, two TDs, mm. and uh, he even catches four balls for 27 yards. Yeah, Gio still has what it takes, but Mixon's better. Yeah, uh, sad news actually for Tyler Eifert. He does find oh. the end zone, four oh. receptions, 38 yards, but Dude, his ankle shit. got fucked 
Oh. It was fucking gruesome, dude. And um, A.J. Green finds the end zone again. Four Left. catches, yep. 78 yards. Tyler Boyd, leading receiver, 11 receptions, 100 yards. Guys, is it time to start believing in Tyler Boyd? I think it's so. Absolutely time Two to weeks start in a row? Tyler Boyd. I'll start him over a crap tree. That's for sure. Thanks for that input. Peanut gallery <laughs> off the record. I think, uh, I mean, listen, they gotta, they're going to have to go somewhere now, uh, somewhere else now, especially now that uh, Tyler Eifert's hurt again. Uh, so I think Boyd has had an uptick in targets regardless, but I think now it should cement him as probably the second option on that team. Yeah, Boyd's looking better than A.J. Green for the, for the most part. But yeah, yeah but you know that. You know that A.J. Green's... Kidding. Yeah, I know. You, but you know that A.J. Green's the number one wide receiver on that team. But I think Possibly. that this should cement Tyler Boyd as number two. Yeah. Now that oh, Eifert's absolutely. hurt. Yep. If you um, got Tyler Boyd, you might want to start him here on. Although even, even John Ross didn't have that bad of a day today. Uh, two receptions, 52 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, get, his, a touchdown salvages his day. Before that, John Ross wasn't doing much for the first three weeks. Um, but Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, Gio Bernard, Joe Mixon once he comes back, and Andy Dalton. I mean, this Bengals offense is uh, proving to be legit for the first four weeks. Yeah. They're dual threat, and I think that there's just some some weird magic between Andy Dalton and Tyler Boyd. Weird magic? 11 receptions. like that's, He has A.J. Green on the field, and he's just feeding Tyler Boyd the ball. Yeah. And he has a talent to back it up. I don't know if if I can get Tyler Boyd. I mean, I know he's he's, he's probably available in some leagues. I'm 100 percent going to grab him. Yeah, he's a crazy talent. Yeah, he's if, he's, if he's not picked up on your waiver wire, then I don't know what's going on in your league. But pick him up this week and start Andy Dalton. Absolutely. For people out there like Mason, just start him. Just start him in spite of Mason. How do you feel about Andy Dalton? I don't like him. Okay. It's <laughs> right, mo- mostly from a from a like not a fantasy. I think you don't like Marvin Lewis. I don't like Marvin That's Lewis. That's it. It's just the Bengals he doesn't like. I don't like the Bengals at all. Let's look at Atlanta, though. Yeah, looking to Atlanta. Um, Matt Ryan does it again. Yeah, Matt way. Ryan has uh, now strung together, what, three consecutive weeks with, uh, with good performances, it's I'd say. It's almost like he's an MVP candidate. Maybe elite. Mm. And they lost. Um, so she, they went 20, <laughs> 29 for 39, 4-19 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Large Great job, numbers. Matt Ryan. Um, still no Devonta Freeman, but Tevin Coleman, 14 carries and 51 yards. Yeah. But don't forget, Glenn, who's that other guy? Who's that other guy? Oh, you mean the guy who keeps vulturing touchdowns from Tevin Coleman? Edo Smith? Edo motherfucking Smith. Fuck him. We were saying earlier today, feed Edo. Feed Edo Feed Edo. Feed Edo. If, if you're a Tevin <laughs> Coleman owner, obviously frustrating. Edo. Devonta Freeman's out. You think now Coleman's going to get the majority of the workload, which he does. Yeah, and here comes his other fuck. But Edo Smith in the red <laughs> zone has been the man. Uh, they give him carries in the red zone. Yep. He ends up getting a touchdown today. Um, Julio Jones does what Julio Jones does. Nine receptions, 173 yards. Still no touchdown. No touchdown, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels like once yeah. they get past the 20-yard line, Julio Jones is just irrelevant. Three touchdowns in, uh, what is it, uh, 20 games? I don't know, but it sounds right to me. I, be- I believe that. Once again, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, watch uh, out. Who I started this week. Mason with the bold hot take of 100 yards and two scores. He was right about one of them. He didn't get the 100 two yards. Scores. But he didn't get the two scores. Uh, four receptions, 54 yards, two, two touchdowns. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty uh, good. One other disclaimer, Mohamed Snoo. Watch out. Six, I, uh, no, I know. No, this six, is like... Six receptions, 111 yards. He has a good week. But, I mean, Calvin Ridley with the two touchdowns. 
the yardage. I, I, think, I still feel comfortable starting Ridley over Mohamed Sanu. Yeah. But Mohamed yeah. Sanu could take away some volume from these Falcons. He could definitely team. take away some volume from, like, Ridley or, well, probably not Julio, but probably Ridley. Um, but my thing is that I think Mohamed Sanu is, like, your, your classic boom or bust. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's time wide to, receiver. I want to pour some cold water on Mohamed Sanu right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six for one eleven. That's not going to happen many times. I'd start Ridley, like you said, over Sanu um, almost every week because the dude has five touchdowns in two weeks. You know, that's yeah. something you want to look out for. He's tied for the league lead, I believe. And you know, Julio's not going to get the touchdown. So. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly. true. Uh, Bengals over the Falcons. I believe we all picked the Falcons. Yeah, we all picked Atlanta. What a close! So game we all that take was. the loss. Well, fuck us. But. Good Next game, up, though. we have uh, a game that was uh, kind of surprising. Uh, Tampa Bay at Chicago. And oh Chicago just God. ran train on Tampa Love Bay. To see it. Literally oh all game. Oh, my God. It wasn't even close. Brendan, let me ask you this. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky on your bench. Okay. You now, can't, can't oh, fault no, me. No, no, no. I get, I get it. You own Aaron Rodgers. That's cool. But isn't it frustrating when you see Mitch Trubisky on your bench go for 354 and six touchdowns? Hey, he's the stellar star of the week for me. I mean, we'll get what to a that. surprise! Well, we'll get to that. Spoiler now you just alert. spoiled it. For well, you know what? Come on, man! You know what? That's how that's how exciting Mitch Trubisky's play was this week. That's a good save right there. I'll be honest. No, it is honestly. <laughs> the dude completed 19 passes and had six touchdowns, no interceptions, 354 yards. The man was on fire. The whole like, offense was on fire. Yeah, the thing Look that, the love for that's everyone crazy. Else. He had 354 yards and six touchdowns, and he only attempted 26 passes. When you look at the people who caught receptions, every single one of them caught a touchdown. Tariq Cohen, seven receptions, 121 yards, a touchdown. Before we get to the other receivers, I got to say, Tariq Cohen was on fire today. All right, and it, that and brings up a question. Jordan Howard was gone. Not are, we, are we nervous about Jordan Howard? Yeah, I think so. Honestly, I don't even know what happened today. Because especially in a game like this where they won 48-10, to 10, that's a game where you can kind of run the ball a lot just to yeah. burn, burn time. Tariq Cohen not only beats Howard in carries, beats Howard in rushing yards, Tariq Cohen is a leading receiver today. Seven receptions, Ooh. 121 yards, and a touchdown. Granted, Tariq Cohen can have these games out of nowhere. Yeah. He had that last week. But, I mean, not last week, last year a couple a big, times. A big butt. But, um, I mean... But what I gotta say about it is that when he has these games, it's usually off of very low volume and just crazy plays. This man touched the ball twenty times. Mm. That's yeah. that's uh, yeah. Un- unusual. Not to mention, I feel like last year they used to incorporate Howard in the passing game a lot more. I feel like they've kind of gone away from that this year. Yeah, it's it's very strange. If I'm a Howard owner, I'm a little worried because he still had eleven carries. Cohen had thirteen. Howard still had eleven. But he's he also twenty five yards. He's also yeah. I'm gonna say Howard's also not really making anything of his carries too, which doesn't help. I'm nervous. So, if I'm a Howard yeah, owner, I'm, I'm nervous. If I'm a Cohen owner, I'm a little excited. I am a Cohen owner. Hey. Big Cohen owner. I love the way he plays. He's wicked fast, explosive, and just to see him get all this love from the offense. The new offensive yeah. coordinator loves him. Those early game scripts where they run like the fancy plays, it's really encouraging to see. If you can pick up Tariq Cohen, please pick him up. And start electric. him. You might want to start him. You know, some maybe. of these. Maybe. Yeah. I'm going I'm to. In a flex? A flex? I'm going to backtrack on that for a little bit because. Tariq Cohen has this one big game all year. Pump the brakes a little bit. Huh? I don't know. He's been playing Look at the look. relatively well. The uptick. It's an uptick in production. He ple- he gets more touches every single week. I mean, I have to watch another week of Tariq Cohen have that production before I feel comfortable starting him at like a flex. Or I anything. think the one thing that you have to be conscious about is the fact that it was the Bucks, And the Bucks really have kind of just a huge mess yeah. on run defense and yeah. pass defense. So 
We'll see. We'll see how the week progresses. Uh, see if we get any reports on Howard and if any coach, if the coach says anything Speaking about it. Speaking of the Bucks, mm. uh, not much going for them today on offense. Mm, I think um, uh, the magic might have died out a yeah, little bit. Yeah, see what happens with magic tricks. Is sometimes it makes things disappear, and Fitzpatrick disappears. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Was, uh, was pretty good, Susan. So uh, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick went nine of eighteen. Yeah, you uh, thought of it sooner. For one hundred and twenty-six yards, one interception. That was only the first half. He didn't play the second half. Uh, they put Jameis Winston back in. Jameis? Mm. Who went 16 of 20, 145 yards. Honestly, not much better than Fitzpatrick. One touchdown, two interceptions. Welcome back, Jameis Winston. I don't like it. I don't Once like again. Yeah, very, what do you guys make uh, of the situation, though, this quarterback situation for <sighs> the wide receiver core? I mean, the running backs kind of are nothing right. at Tampa Bay, but still. Well, no. Well, all right. Ryan Fitzpatrick, first three games of the season, throws for over 400 yards each of those games. Yeah. Seriously. He has a bad half against one of the best defenses in the league, the Chicago Bears. True. Then they put in Jameis Winston. I get it. If you're the Buccaneers, you know, you spent a number one pick on Jameis Winston. That's that. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, I mean, he got you. He got these two wins to start out the season. Now you go back to two and two. Jameis Winston's there, but I think they're a little too early to pull the to give up. Yeah, to give up on Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I think I might I might give Fitzpatrick the start again this week. Yeah, I mean um, I mean it's tough against the Bears D, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. But at the same time, this has kind of been Fitzpatrick's track record throughout his career. He has stretches of games where he's very very good, and he all of a sudden falls off a cliff. Yeah, I mean I think they pulled him today just to see how Winston would do. Obviously, you know, yeah. after missing the three games. But if I'm going forward in the next few weeks, if I'm Buccaneers coach, I'm starting Fitzpatrick. Yeah, a couple notable things is uh, Ronald Jones was activated today. He got mm. 10 carries, the majority of the carries, only 29 yards. I get it. Tough yeah. defense. They had to pass a lot. But it's good to see Jones back in the game. And, but or in the game for the first time, I should say. Backfield's still a clusterfuck. It's a cluster. Uh, right. so Barber still had seven carries. Still Barber's something. Nothing. Keep an eye Barber's on. Nothing. Keep an they eye on Ronald run. Jones mm-hmm. going forward. I mean, he gets the majority of the carries. Like a, in a game where they can't really run the ball because they were down by so much. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to see if the game script changes here on out for the Buccaneers and they're in closer games. Ronald Jones could be a name to watch in fantasy. Yep. And he's supposed to be a, a pass catching guy out of the backfield. That was kind of like his thing yeah. in training camp. It didn't. His hands ended up being stone. But still, I don't know. That's his. That's his appeal to me. I mean, as far as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receivers go, Deshaun Jackson, five receptions, 112 yards. You like to see that. Mike Evans only gets six receptions for 59 yards, no touchdowns. Godwin, only two receptions, 22 yards. Wasn't a lot of offense to be had. Uh, Cameron Brake catches a touchdown. If you're still hanging on to Cameron Brake, I mean. That's Jameis Winston's guy. That's one thing. That I want to take note of is Winston came in and Brake caught a touchdown. Yeah, but he likes him only because OJ Howard was out with an injury. Um, you know, I don't know. Even last year when Winston was a quarterback, it was it was Brake who was th- getting the. But work. I think the Bucks want to incorporate OJ Howard more in this passing offense. He leaves the game with an injury. Brake gets the touchdown. I don't take much into Cameron Brake getting a touchdown. Well, depending on how long OJ Howard misses time, I don't know what his injury was, but uh, if he misses a significant amount of time, maybe you're supposed to know that, Mason. Um, you have one job. Well, fuck you, Glenn. Well, Bears over the Bucks, forty-eight to ten. Uh, who do you pick? We uh, well, I took the Bears. You guys both took Tampa Bay. Ah, so lucky. Take the L. Bam, 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 bam. All right. What's next, Glenn? Um, that almost sounded like Jesus the actual Christ. <laughs> I think we got a duck around here. You might have heard it. Yeah. Uh, South African barking spiders. <laughs> 
All right, so what's next, Sousa. You know what's next? What? Next up is Detroit at Dallas. Oh man, what a game to the very end. What a as, game. As Glenn dances. In what his a game. Sousa, I mean, you know, these Lions had you feeling good after beating the New England Patriots at home. They're going into Dallas with all the momentum. Mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys put a halt in it. Now, this was this was a close game. Came down on the wire, came down to the end. Came down to Zeke Elliott doing Zeke Elliott things. Um, obviously, the player of the game. Over 200 yards of total offense. 152 yards on the ground. Um yeah, Glenn, who would have thought, dude, when the Cowboys feed Zeke the ball, they win? You know, see, who, who everyone thought actually. that? The thing is, <laughs> everyone. you'll like to see this um, yep. from the Cowboys' offense. Absolutely. Zeke gets over 25 rushes, 152 yards. Detroit couldn't stop him. They involve Zeke in the passing game. He catches a uh, great pass at the end on the last drive to set up the game-winning field goal. Um, Dak Prescott, a safe game. 255 yards, two touchdowns. From a fantasy standpoint, I'm still not starting him until I see more from the wide receiving core of the Cowboys. Right. But you're glad to see Zeke get a game like that. He was due um, in the first three oh, weeks. Yeah. Zeke's the guy you want in the Cowboys. I, yeah, I that's see it. no fantasy appeal oh, outside from, of From here on out, um, yeah, just roll with Zeke. Start Dak, Zeke. you're going to have to see more until these wide receivers get going. What about uh, Swain, the tight end there? You know, the tight end pulls pretty low throughout the league. You know, what, uh, he, I don't re- know. he recovered a fumble for a touchdown. Is that what happened? Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he did. Hey, you get him. You get him. Where you Stay can get off him. a swing is what I say. Um, on the Detroit side of the ball, Suzo. Good game. Yeah, good game for both quarterbacks. Good fantasy game. Um, Matt Stafford, three hundred seven yards, two touchdowns, only no six picks. incompletions. So it seems as if uh, the Lions have kind of found their stride again on offense after an abysmal first two weeks. You like to see another good week from Carryon Johnson, kind of emerging as that mm-hmm. number one back. Yeah, still only nine carries, but he made the most of it. 55 yards and a touchdown. Golden Tate with a great game. Eight, eight receptions, 132 yards, two TDs. Uh, Kenny Galladay still getting consistent production, four receptions, 74 yards. Yep, still pretty good. Theo Riddick in the backfield, you know, I mean, catches four balls, tw- only 20 yards. 420. <laughs> uh, 420 Blazer. <laughs> Got him. Marvin Jones, three receptions, 56 yards. I mean... Marvin I feel Jones. Marvin Jones is more touchdown dependent than the other wide receivers like Tate and Galladay. Um, Can we agree he's the wide receiver three for that team? Yeah, oh, yeah. I think it's just a, it, the whole receiving core is a headache. I mean, well, every I every mean, week a different person. Obviously, Tate and Galladay have been consistent. Yeah, I think Galladay is kind of starting to uh, distance himself from the other two. He's made some big time catches. What's his nickname? Minitron. Babytron. 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 Also, uh, Toy Lolo. Sorry, I just really wanted to say his name. What about oh, him? two for twelve? I just, I just like his name, Toy Lolo. Thanks for, fun, wait, thanks for wasting our time. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Cowboys twenty sixth over twenty four. The Lions. Who da? Mason. Uh, who do you pick? Um. Well, see, here's the thing. Uh, me and Susan pick Detroit, and you pick <laughs> Dallas. Ooh, that stinks. Yeah. Stinks. Hate to see it, honestly. Susan's Lions drop to one and three on the season. Hate to see it. Cowboys get back to five hundred, two and two. Um, Got a long season. Got a long season. What happens if the Cowboys and Lions tie for a record, right, Susan? That bet we made. Mm-hmm. Did the Cowboys win because they beat the Lions head to head? Well, no, we just twist each other's nipples. <laughs> what? We both twist each other's nipples. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. What a take. Lions lose, Cowboys win. 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 And uh, in a tale of two weeks after the Bills beat up on the Minnesota Vikings, mm. yes. they head into Lambeau Field with momentum. That got absolutely shut down. Momentum into a brick wall. Crashed. Uh, Pack Crashed. winning big over the Bills. 22, 22 to nothing. To Zeru. 
Zero. From Buffalo's side of fantasy standpoint, you wanted to see where Josh Allen picked up after that last game. Nothing. Turns out, just gas. Shaden McCoy, I don't know what, what you're going to do with him. If, I, if I'm... Drop him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can't start him. You can't drop him. And you can barely trade him. So I'd say I'd say just Benching. try to get rid of him. If you're a Shady McCoy owner, see if someone bites. See if you can get you know yeah. a good maybe flex wide receiver to somebody because it, it's frustrating at this point. Because I'm sure people are starting Shady McCoy because they took him in the first three rounds. Yeah, they kind of have. And to. then you but know he's just he's just doing nothing. It's like this point. I don't even think it's on him. It's just the offense is so abysmal. It's bad. Yeah, it's it's so bad. Really bad. It's bad. That like there's nothing he could do to salvage. Hashtag Chris Ivory had more carries than McCoy. Yep. Yeah. Hate to see that. Hashtag Charles Clay, the leading receiver, four receptions, 40 yards. That's just embarrassing. Stay away from the Bills. That's bad. I don't don't like that Bills offense at all. On the contrary, the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, kind of a quiet game. 298 yards, only one touchdown, one interception. Aaron Jones, though. 11 carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown. He was running hard today. Him and Williams both have 11 carries. Which is the weird part. I mean, they, they... when these backs are healthy, I feel like they're going to incorporate everybody, even Ty Montgomery. So, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Aaron Jones, obviously we've been saying this, he looks like a more talented back than Jamal Williams. Absolutely. He's a harder runner. And um, if, but you're, yeah. I, if, they, if I'm going to start one pack as running back, I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. Yeah, it sucks. Especially if you're an Aaron Jones owner, you don't want to see Jamal Williams getting the same amount of carries. Yeah. Especially when he does a third of the production. Aaron Jones with 65 yards, Williams with 27. I think that'll kind of die out. I think once uh, Aaron Jones made like a definitive step this week towards cementing his role as the number one uh, running back, because I mean, obviously, possibly, possibly. obviously last week uh, they couldn't really run the ball because they they lost to um, they were down to the Redskins for the majority of the game. So they yeah. couldn't really run the ball. They couldn't establish a running game really. Um, Packers played this game really conservatively too. You know, you know, as you see this amount of rushing attempts. I mean, even Ty Montgomery had five rushes. So I mean, they had to lead the whole game. Exactly. It was. It, it wasn't anything fancy. I mean, you like to see Aaron Jones obviously see a little bit more. He's clearly more talented than Jamal Williams. Yeah, I think but. especially now that Rodgers is hurt, you're probably going to see this a lot more. Where if the Packers get up in games, they're probably yeah. just going to run the ball, which is very discouraging for Rodgers owners. From a wide receiver <laughs> standpoint, you kind of get what you expected with Randall Cobb out this week. Devontae Adams still the clear number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Hey, Allison. I'm just going to say it. He's emerged as a number two wide receiver. Even if Randall Cobb did play, Geronimo Allison gets the ball. Six receptions, 80 yards. Like I said, Rodgers only had one touchdown to Jimmy Graham, which you like to hey. see from a tight end standpoint. But um, Geronimo Allison surpasses Randall Cobb in my view. If you have Geronimo Allison oh, yeah. a lot like Tyler Boyd, i consider giving him a start at a flex. Yeah. Especially with bye weeks coming up. Definitely, Definitely agree. Um, Packers roll over the Bills 22 to nothing. Easy one. And we all took the Packers. Good for us. Hmm. All right. Good job, guys. Next up, we have uh, Philadelphia, who visited Tennessee. What a surprise this game was. This was a good oh game. Oh, my gosh. This was a good game. An OT. Yeah, very long-ass game. Have we? I wonder what the record is for OT games in, in an NFL season, because we got to be creeping up there. There's been a lot of overtime games these first few weeks. There has been. There was, what, three today? Yeah, three today. Um, I think there was like two or three last two ties, week. so that was all both yeah. overtime. You know? Let me ask you a question. Hit me. Marcus Mariota yeah. has a great performance today. He does. Do you trust him in the future? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. Yep. All right, good. <laughs> 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 uh, just a question, because look. Marcus Mariota goes 30-43, 344 yards, 
two passing touchdowns, an interception on the ground, 10, yard, uh, 10 rushes, 46 yards, and a score. Yeah, he'll do that sometimes. But, but I mean, against the Eagles? You can't count At home? That. The thing is, Titans are 3-1. and one. Which is crazy. They're an ugly 3-1. and one. The Titans' defense has been great this, to the yeah. first four weeks. They have. The offense has been surprising. We finally see Corey Davis oh. be what we, you know people want him to be. Yeah. A number one wide so receiver on the Titans. Nine receptions, 161 yards, and a touchdown <sighs> for the running game. Jesus. Man. Derrick Henry. Eight rushes, what twenty-four yards. Dion Lewis. It's a big oof. Four <laughs> rushes, zero, zero yards. yards. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't look into Lewis's rushing production yeah, so but, much. Yep. His wide receiver, well, his receiving production: nine receptions for sixty-six yards. You like to see that from Dion Lewis, especially if you have him on your team. Probably starting him as a flex, maybe a reach at an RB two in deeper leagues. Now let's remember, you know, Corey Davis had a great game. Um, but a lot of this, a lot of production came with the fifth quarter in overtime. That's where he caught his ten-yard touchdown pass. Um, so you gotta, you gotta think about. There's more time to have more production. So players up just in turn did better. Still, 161 yards, nine receptions. I didn't call, all come in overtime. No, he's gonna be the look for that offense. They're gonna be looking yeah. at Corey Davis. Him, so. and, him and Deion Lewis is the, are the only two people I'd want from this offense. I, I'd give it another week with Deion Lewis. I consider Corey Davis. Possibly a start, like I said, if you have bye week problems coming up in the future. Lewis PPR is is my take. Yeah, uh, Mariota, I'm gonna see have to see more consistency from him before I yeah. even think about getting him a chance. Right. With the QBs being so deep, and their their offense looked greatest they've but had. This speaking year, this of week, QBs, so. what's that, Mason? Carson Wentz, mm. hey, looking maybe like back to his MVP form a little bit. No picks. 343, uh, four, uh, 348 yards. Excuse me. Mm. Uh, 33 of 50. Uh, passing, two touchdown passes, zero picks. Pretty good day. Pretty good day. It's a Carson Wentz kind of day. It's a pretty good day. Speaking of yep. return to form, Alshon Jeffrey didn't take any time <laughs> oh, wow. turning back to his form. Yeah, it's almost like he's back on PEDs. I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll have to see how that goes. <laughs> but disrespect. He goes eight receptions for 105 yards and a touchdown. No. Zach Ertz remaining Carson Wentz's number one target. Ten receptions, 112 yards. Yep. You like to see it from Zach Ertz. And what a surprise. Jordan Matthews catches a big touchdown. Only one reception, one reception. 56 yards and a touchdown. Don't feel confident about Jordan Matthews. Um, also, but, good amount of drop-off in production from Nelson Aguilar as well. Five receptions, 22 yards. As expected, now that uh, now that Jeffrey is back. Um there's just so many more weapons on the offense now. Because there is, it's great to have Jeffrey back. You gotta get him in your lineup. I know you've been holding him on your bench, Jeffrey owners, right, Mason? Yeah, I've been. Time to I've get been him in stowing that him on my bench, and now uh, it's paying off. It is. Paying Are you off. all right? <laughs> what? What's wrong with you, Brendan? I want to hear your take on JJ. Fifteen for seventy. What are we doing with him? Is that the thing you show me? Sorry, we're getting interrupted. We got some, we some memes flying. Yeah. Out or oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Getting memes interrupting our podcast. <laughs> oh, man. We got Panonzo laughing like a little girl in the background. She's almost good, too. Um, Quiet laughter. Well, no, I don't know. I, I don't like JGI overall. I wow. mean, he's just, he's just not a player. Like, I like, to, I like too many injuries. I mean, he's a hard runner. Yeah. He's just unreliable. This is a better game that he's had because usually it's been low production. Um, even on high volume, low production. <laughs> but you got to start him if you have him because he's probably your running back, too. You know, you so. you did draft him early, and it's it's definitely encouraging to see it. There's just so many 
running backs on that team. They shared just so many. Ooh. So yeah. Big Ben almost. A lot of distractions so going on right now. A lot of distractions. Oh, JJ, you can still play him. He's, 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 he doesn't have to fall off yet. Titans over the Eagles in overtime, 26 23. Titans. What a big surprise game. We all, surprise game. we all took the Eagles. So well, that's. We all fucked up. We Tighten up, up, right? Yeah, tighten, tighten up. up our picks for next week. All right, so next up we got Houston at Indianapolis, which uh, let's just get this out of the way right now. Um, What's that? Indianapolis literally gave this game away to Houston. Yeah, that was the worst oh, play yes. call I've, I've seen a They went for fourth down. Yeah, right? at midfield. Like, what are you doing? Well, you got Andrew Luck, who went 464 yards and four touchdowns. I'd trust him, too. Is Andrew Luck back? Sure looks uh, like it. I don't know. Look at those pass attempts. He's good. Just with volume. I'd, I, I'd say yes, but at the same time, Houston's defense has been awful this year for whatever reason. I feel like on paper they should be really good, but their defense has been terrible. But the thing is, we've seen Luck be good before, and to see this game again brings us back to, to what he's has what he has done in the past. And Very true. Just think, you know, maybe he's back to form. Except uh, I believe there was a small injury today to his top receiver. Ooh, yeah, that's yes. a problem. Mr. T.Y. Hilton, does he have a... Tylenol Yeet. Tylenol Yeet Hilton Sweets. I can't believe I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Walked off the field, I believe, towards the end of the game. I think he he had an injury concern earlier. He came back, got over 100 yards, because that's what T.Y. Hilton does. But he left the game again. Um, We'll have to check on him when we do our Uh, preview. Hamstring. I saw earlier today. Hamstring is uh, what his injury is. He is, according to the... Uh, head coach, I think his name is Frank Wright of the Indianapolis Colts. He said that he is very. Oh, doubt- <laughs> Glenn is hiling over here. He's very, he's very doubtful to play against the, the Patriots on Thursday night. Regardless, so. he goes right. four catches, 115 yards. You like to see that. You don't like to see the injury. Um, running back situation still tough. Colts passed a lot in this game. 62 attempts from Andrew Luck, but Naheem Hines, Naheem Hines, Naheem Hines. nine receptions, 63 yards, a pair. A voluptuous TDs. Voluptuous. And, um, yeah, Eric Ebron. Fucking Eric Ebron. Let's talk about Eric Ebron. No, let's not. not. He gets a touchdown again. We get it. Without Jack Doyle, you're going to start Eric Ebron because of this pass-heavy offense with Andrew. I think Eric Ebron at this point might actually be, like, a listener to this podcast. He might just be doing this to spite us, Glenn. Let's go, Eric Ebron. Start him every week. If he wasn't listening to this podcast, Eric Ebron. Who else are you going to start at tight end? If you have Eric Ebron, I feel like it's top 10. You're feeling confident starting Ebron. All right. Every other year he was in Detroit, we didn't feel confident starting. Dude, Eric Ebron's going to be fucking nasty this year, bro. I've been hearing that for for five years since I started playing fantasy. Well, it's tough because Detroit rarely uses the tight end, but we know Andy Luck does. I call him Andy. Fuck you. All right. How about Houston? Houston? We have liftoff. (laughs) Deshaun <laughs> Watson okay. Deshaun Watson like looking say, good Keeps getting better every week 375 yards, 2 passes, touchdowns Has an interception However, he finds the end zone with the legs Ooh. The old leg Whoa. end zone Action 41 rushing yards from Watson on the ground And the TD DeAndre Hopkins is a stud It's almost like guy's pretty good Wolf Fuller, he's good Wolf Fuller is a touchdown machine Hopkins Fuller Watson, Lamar Miller, I guess. If you no. have to. If you have to. I mean, he's getting the volume. You got to trust it. He's trash. Uh, he's Alfred trash. Blue also got 13 rushes today. He's trash. So, Lamar so I'm Miller, just saying. I mean, you're going to start Miller over Blue if you're going to well, pick no one kidding. of them. Yeah. But, I mean, everyone's saying Lamar Miller going up against the Colts this week. Going to be a great thing. 
Thing is, yeah. Colts run defense isn't as bad as everyone thinks it used to be. Yeah. It used to be trash. You just associate the Colts with bad defense at this point. Exactly. It used to but, be but hot is, garbage. Now it's just but the thing is garbage. Indianapolis's run D. Indianapolis's run D shuts down Lamar Miller. Two weeks ago, they shut down Adrian Peterson. True. I mean, we got we got to have an alert on the Colts D. Don't yeah. be so. Uh, I mean, you can pass on them, which is what Deshaun Watson right. today. But the run defense isn't as bad as it used to be. Bottom line is, Texans get their first win in overtime, 37-34. Quick Who'd mention to Will Fuller having an injury hmm? again. Just yeah. Oh, yeah, Will Fuller leaves the game early. early. Um, okay, so we all picked Houston. Good job, Congratulations, guys. guys. That was tougher than I thought it was going to be. Would you, have right. picked, would you have picked Houston, Brennan? I would have picked Houston. Yeah, yeah Houston, yeah, Houston needed I would, have, I would have picked Houston, he says. Houston with high expectations couldn't drop to 0-4. Nope. Um, okay. What's next, Glenn? All right, next up, we got Miami. Visiting the Patriots. I'm just going to say my sizzling hot take was awful. Was so far off. (laughs) Ryan Tannehill, I should have expected this, but I didn't. Throws for 11 of 20, 100 yards, one interception, and then a blowout gets benched for Brock Osweiler. I just think because they were getting blown out, they want to get Osweiler in, don't want to get Tannehill injured. Tannehill's going to start, obviously, from here on out. But, um,. I mean, Miami's offense, I don't know what to make of this. They're 3-1, and one, obviously getting blown out in um, New England. Mason, one word to describe the Miami offense. Abysmal. A cesspool. I was thinking, I think it's gas. Two words. Gas? Cesspool. There cesspool. you go. It hasn't even been gas. Like, they, they haven't been that good. I wouldn't say that. Well, uh, gas in the, in the fact that they're winning games, but they, they're not that good. So. I mean, Kenyon Drake, back-to-back weeks. Ugh. Gets three yards rushing. I want to hear Brennan, uh, yeah. uh, Kenyon Drake owner. Big stock okay. in Kenyon Drake from yeah. Brennan. Uh, three I, for three on the ground. I just I feel like he was going to be the receiving guy out of the backfield. And he has so much talent. You saw what he did last year. He was going to just step into the role and eat it up. But he's doing nothing. He's watching old man Frank Gore with his walker. Just, oh, just wow. gobble touchdowns. He's getting receiving. Ke- it, it's just it's it's painstaking. It, the whole Miami Dolphins play calling, everything. It's, it's, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Overall, I yeah, mean, it's a tough offense. Look at that, 20 pass attempts. 20 pass attempts. I mean, I think they were behind, and they had 20 passes. 25 total. Patriots just controlled the ball all game. On the New England side, uh, you like to see it. Tom Brady kind of gets back in the form. Damn, throws two two, 274 yards, three touchdowns, but two interceptions for Tom Brady. Kind of off, but Tom lot, Brady winning the game. A lot of people, you know, taking stock in Tom Brady as one of the top three quarterbacks in fantasy. Yep. I don't know. Through four weeks, he hasn't been the fantasy guy that you want. And the thing is, you know, we have someone in our league who owns Brady and Jared Goff. Ooh. It's tough because if you have Brady, you know, you drafted him higher, you want to start him. Yeah. But when someone like Jared Goff is balling, no. how do you sit him? It sucks, but you got to sit Tom Brady and play Jared Goff. Yeah. If JV's out there listening. He should. Uh, Sony Michelle. Patriots first round pick steps it up. Twenty five rushes, yeah, one hundred twelve yards, that? and a TD. Good. It's about time he fucking does something. Wow. There's well, a lot of hate going towards Michelle yeah. over, over the, the fantasy I'm, talks this weekend. Yeah, Mason, how you feel about James White? Yeah. Very good. <laughs> okay. I feel great about James White. James I started White. him this week. Uh, James White doing it on both ends. Yeah. That's how he likes to do it. I mean, really? What What can you what? really say? Really. 
You're the sick. sexual innuendo from Susan. You are sick if you think that's what I was. I mean, talking listen. About. Now that now that Rex Burkhead's out, I feel like it really opens up for James White because James White isn't a good between the tackles runner, but. Rex Burkhead could also be a pass catching back, and he could run in between the tackles. Mm. Yeah, I think Burkhead's I think, injury was the best thing for this backfield. Yeah, because now you got Sony Michelle, twenty five carries, which is something the Patriots never wow. do. Yeah, and you got James White, who's a pass catcher. That's the thing. We, we talk about Tom Brady's, you know, underwhelming fantasy opportunities, but it's, it, this was a running back game. Sony Michelle, James right. White being the leading receiver. Kush Gordon makes his debut, two receptions, thirty two yards. Yeah, Souza, what's that? You own, you own Rob Gronkowski. I do. Goes four receptions, 44 yards, and leaves the game. With an ankle injury, yeah. Think that was precautionary because they were blowing him out? Uh, if I was Bill, yeah, I, I would have done that because he was dealing with that all week. And you know Gronk with injuries, glass, bones, paper, skin. Um, we'll have to see how that happens. But regardless, he was only went four for 44. He had some – I mean, he had a good amount of targets, but – to the first four games, Susan. Yeah. Do you feel nervous about Rob Gronkowski going forward? I don't yet. Because Edelman's coming back next week. That'll get the defense even more spread around with Gordon going to be in the mix even more. I think Gronk's going to have more open routes. And he's just a machine. I mean, you still got to have faith in Gronkowski. I'm personally am not worried at all. I still expect him to be the number one tight end by the end of the year. You better hope so. Yeah. Patriots roll over the Dolphins, 38-7. I'm just going to say, I took the L on this one. Yeah. Okay. Yep, Glenn took the L. Right. I took Miami. Me and Susan both took New England. Yep, let's go. The logic was there. Logic supported. You know, I, I thought, you know, this could be the year the Miami Dolphins surprise everyone, take a step forward to the next level, go 4-0, and send New England into a crazy frenzy yeah. after they go 1-3. and But it's just it's too good to be true. Okay? All right. Yeah. Now here, uh, next game, this is uh, – this is why we brought Brendan on the podcast because, you know, we've, we've been listening to our podcast and we've been thinking, man, you know, you know, our podcast is just missing something and we couldn't put our finger on what. And, and then I was like, you know what? It, what it is, Glenn? Titties. You, honestly, you know what? That's a good one. It wasn't mm-hmm. what I was thinking of, but that's a good Way one. Way more titties. Uh, no, I was thinking. We don't have any in-depth analysis about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, honestly, mm. one of the most storied franchises that in the what, NFL. That is what you we know. were missing. Well, guys, I don't, you know, I don't think it was hurting us. I think it is. Well, just wait. Wait to see the numbers after. But this now, Jags, this, this Brendan is a masochist. He's he's a Jaguars fan. He's a what? A masochist? Someone who enjoys pain. Oh, let's. Uh, all right, let's have Brendan take over the Jag side of the of the ball. How do they do? And what do you think? Okay, so number one. I mean, everyone, the, the whole fantasy love for the Jaguars is Leonard Fournette. He's probably your first-round pick, maybe an early second-round pick, and injury. Again. Injury. <laughs> I mean, okay. that's just Leonard Fournette's deal at this point. He's way too injury-prone. They run him way too heavy when he is in and he's playing. They, they'll just feed him the ball, and yeah. he, just, he just can't take it. He just can't take it at this point. Even though he's 24 and he looks like he's 38, okay. and maybe even, I mean, whatever number, he's an old man. Uh <laughs> Listen, you can invest and safely invest in TJ Yeldon at this point. He's going to be the star. He's going to get the carries. He's going to get goal line carries. And the Jaguars offense isn't that bad. I mean, Jets D, not known for being too stout. But, you know, Blake Bortles, he's doing what he's doing. It's Look at, look at, the, look at the numbers. Look at the pass, passing numbers. Tell me. Tell me. D.D. Westbrook, nine receptions for 130 yards. I in, dropped him. <laughs> I dropped Honestly, him. Honestly, 
it, that's the thing with the, with the Jaguars. It's different every single week. But then Dante Moncrief, another hundred yard, uh, another hundred yard game. Plus, is, is his talent? Is his gas, guys? I don't know. Uh, uh, Blake I, I, Bortles. It's just it's I've, just boomer bust with Blake. <laughs> that's the thing. I've said this before. <laughs> the Jaguars' offense will go as Blake Bortles goes, as far as you know, wide receivers, Keelan Cole, um, D.D. Westbrook, even Moncrief, T.J. Yeldon. I gotta say, with Fournette out, is probably the most valuable player on this Jaguars offense, as far as fantasy goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me let me propose a question to you guys. If Fournette is healthy, right? Okay. Who would you rather have on your fantasy team, Leonard Fournette or Dalvin Cook? Leonard Fournette. Why? Because he's the kind of guy that will get thirty carries. Um, they want to use Fournette as the first option rather than have Bortles try to control the game, and he's a He's a man among boys sometimes. So that's. It, I don't think I understand what you're saying, Souza, but I think the first thing. Well, the problem that comes is to mind. Healthy, of course. I think what comes to mind immediately is for some reason, um, just anytime Doug Marone just sees Leonard Fournette out in the field, he's literally like, okay, well, we just have to run it to him every single time. And then you see stacked boxes, you see stale uh, play calling. And honestly, I mean, I love Leonard Fournette. He's done great things for the franchise, especially last year. But it's oh, it's so frustrating. Like you need like, Jacks play the best when it's an open playbook, not when it's okay. We're gonna run it to Leonard Fournette every single time. So I prefer, I I would take Dalvin Cook in this situation just because it's a better overall offense and Dalvin Cook is just more opportunity. Same. It's, it's that's I just gotta be honest. Mason, who do you take? Um, I think I'd lean more toward Dalvin Cook. Wow. Uh, mostly for what Brendan just said. Um, Leonard Fournette isn't really known as a a pass catching back either. Stone hands actually. Yeah, so he cannot catch. I mean, um, Cook hasn't done anything either. He, you know, missed last week's game with injury. The thing is, both running backs you take in the first round, late first round, had high expectations for him. Through four weeks, they're underwhelming. Going forward, like I said, who's the running back you rather have? You, you're sticking with Fournette. I mean, uh, Cook. Yeah, I think I'd stick with Cook. Um, I just think the the opportunities will be there for him. Um, it's just the Jaguars' offense is too inconsistent, man. That's I mean, the, that was my, I, that's the thing. I, th- I think for Minnesota, it's not it's not so much Fournette as it is yeah, the, the offense, offense for the Jaguars. Whereas, like, it might not be I believe in Dalvin Cook so much as I believe in the Vikings' offense. offense. Yeah, I think you know I, I think mean? Cook would have more opportunities, you know, to get a goal line carry or do something, you know, productive in that offense with Minnesota. One because they're not going to have stack box against them mm-hmm. like Fournette could. Yeah, yeah. never. Are you kidding me? And the thing is, I, I, I just believe in um, Dalvin Cook's ability, and I don't trust Fournette, you know, being healthy. Moving on to the Jets, I mean, nothing really much to talk mm-hmm. about. Kind of just a bunch of... My boy, else. Sam Donald, the guy I picked for Rookie of the Year before the season started, is disappointing me. <laughs> rookie of the Year. <laughs> Bold call. What, what the hell are you laughing at over there? The way you were about to talk him up and then, like, sucks. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> um, not much either from the... Jets running backs in this game. Granted, they're going against Jaguars D. Couldn't really run. You know, they were behind most of the time. Um, Powell does nothing. Eight rushes, 26 yards. Catches four balls for 26 yards. Quincy Anunoran remains Sam Donald's best target, but... Which means nothing. Don't feel good about anything. Um, Got to see more from the Jets going forward, as far as, far yeah. as a fantasy standpoint. You see Isaiah Crowell, four carries, <laughs> no yards, after coming off a two-touchdown game. Too inconsistent from the Jets. Uh, Got to see more consistency going forward. I mean, at Jacksonville, best defense. I mean, it's going to be tough for, no matter what for uh, the Jets' offense. So, Jaguars roll over the Jets, thirty-one to twelve. Love to see it. We all picked Jacksonville, correct? <laughs> we did. Good we all picked us. Jacksonville. 
All right, next up we have uh, surprisingly probably one of the best games of the day. Mm. Uh, Cleveland visits the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, so Cleveland visited the Raiders. In OT. Overtime. In overtime. What a game. Um, very good game. Good uh, fantasy game. Sup- dude, the Browns, honestly, have had, like, some of the best games this season. Yeah. Believe in the Browns. They have they're entertaining. Had, they've had every opportunity to be 4-0. And Legit, though. They're 1-2-1. Honestly. But Baker's full game, 121 for 41. Not that great. 295 yards, two touchdowns. That's good, but two interceptions. So, still a Browns, you know, still a rookie quarterback. It's what you'd expect from a rookie quarterback. Nothing... I mean, uh, but you can ceiling, you but. can definitely definitely see some upside there with Baker absolutely Mayfield. way better than Tyrod Taylor. Oh, absolutely! He was offense. making he was making good throws. Um, he dropped forty two. And I mean, one of he he really wasn't getting any help from his wide receivers. There was a lot of drop a lot passes, of drops early so, on. Um, absolutely, that completion percentage is a little deceiving. Um, wide receiving standpoint, uh, Susie, hot take of the week of Antonio Callaway oof. getting a hundred yards and a touchdown. Oof, does not happen. Uh, Antonio no. Callaway. Kind of salvaged his day with a big pass at the end. Yeah, he uh, dropped a couple. Didn't look. Uh, that wasn't what you wanted. He also to see, fumbled on a kickoff. David David and Joku five receptions, fifty two yards. No, they he, they said he was down for that. Uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, four receptions, thirty four yards. Nothing special, but he does find the end zone. Mm. Um, kind of a off game for Jarvis Landry. You got to figure he's the best mm. option on this team, and um, so brighter days are ahead for him. For Carlos Hyde. Uh, he is the Browns' workhorse back. He's getting the work. Mm-hmm. 22, y- uh, 22 rushes, 82 yards, and a touchdown. However, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb. Giving Brown Chubb. fans a Chubb about mm. the future. Three yeah. rushes, 105 yards, and two touchdowns. That's pretty good. Um, it's pretty good, I think. It is good, but... FanDuel lineups across America started him. Yeah. Three rushes, <laughs> 102 yards, two touchdowns. Can't expect it going forward. But good job, Browns. However... They get the L. They got the yellow. Because Derek Carr throws for 437 yards, four touchdowns, and two picks. Can we just say one thing? Marshawn Lynch is still a fucking beast. He is. 20 rushes, 130 yards. He should have had more. Should have had more. Ooh. They whistled that play dead. Should have had more, but he is looking like prime Lynch right now. Um, That's pretty good. Amari Cooper. Fucking Jekyll and Hyde every week. <laughs> this, is what, this is what we talk about. No Eight receptions, surprised. 128 yards, and a touchdown. Great game from Cooper. Also... But the, I had him on my bench this week, but we proved last week that yeah. the if I bench him, that he's going to go off theory was false because he only got 22 yards. Hey, can, can we uh, quickly, so. can we write down for next week what we think Cooper's going to do? Nothing. Like Who's free, he playing? Uh, doesn't matter. I don't know. It doesn't gonna, matter. Three receptions, 27 yards. Can you write that down for me? Three, I, I literally will write that down Amari for Amari Cooper, three receptions, 27 yards. How about, how about you tweet three. your own take? How about that? Instead of trying to expose me. <laughs> It's all right. I made Susan cry. I'm sorry. Uh, let me tell you this. Jared Cook. I mean, eight uh, receptions, yeah. 110 yards, two touchdowns. The number one tight end this week is Jared Cook. The number one tight end through four weeks. In the league right now. Is yeah. Jared Cook. Hmm. Is uh, He's Mason, been doing well. Is this gas? For Jared Cook? Yeah. Careful. Uh, I, I honestly... I honestly don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I'm not, I'm, I'm not yeah. a Jared Cook fan, mm. but the thing is, he's been the most consistent receiver on this Raiders offense. Jared Cook, week in and week out through the first four weeks, has been the guy consistently as far as fantasy points goes because Cooper has one bad week, one good week. One bad week, one good week. Jordy Nelson has great five minutes last week. This week he catches a touchdown. I mean, I, I just don't know what to expect. 
Don't yeah. you feel good having the safety net of a quarterback? The, like every time Derek Carr seems to be in stress, doesn't know what to do. He's looking for Jared Cook. Jared right? Cook. His whole play is designed around Jared Cook. Yep. I mean, he's their guy. I, he's it's, exactly what you want for fantasy. To me, purposes. it's a little gassy. I I'm fully on board with starting Cook every week, but I mean, week two. 49 yards. Week 3, 31 yards. But week 1, I think that's just. I think that's just a testament to how, how much the, the position fluctuates. Yeah, I mean, he's not... He's I not mean, for, for a tight head, end? So. Yeah, for a tight end, this is legit I'm stuff. I'm taking this. Yeah, no, legit stuff. For the tight end, he's like a... Uh, yeah. I think he's cemented himself as like a must-star now. Yeah. yeah, I think he has but, a nice average floor. And yeah. And he has the ceiling to, to go crazy. Exactly. exactly. Jared Cook. The, uh, the Raiders. Well, we, I was going to say, we have to remember that this was an OT game. So, you know, that's stats true. are a little bit inflated, but still, Jared Cook's the guy. The Raiders. Absolutely. In OT, won 45-42. The who? I mean, the Raiders. There we go. Winning overtime, 45-42. Who'd we pick, Mason? We picked, me and Susan picked Cleveland. You picked Oakland. I picked the fucking Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> Cover your ears, folks. Raiders. Okay. All right. I want to do it. Next up. Don't do it. We got Seattle traveling to Arizona. Arizona. That was a closer game than I expected. Um, not me. Yeah, Josh Rosen actually not looking. Uh, Let me tell you something. Too shabby. Let's talk about Seattle quick. Well, it's better than Sam Bradford. Let's put it that way. Let's oh. talk about Seattle quick. Okay. Russell Wilson, nineteen of twenty-six, one hundred seventy-two yards, no touchdowns, no picks mm. on the ground, four rushes, twenty-one yards. Going into the season, we thought our top three fantasy quarterbacks were Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson. We have been dead wrong about all three quarterbacks <laughs> in the first four weeks of the season. If you're a Russell Wilson owner, are you panicking about Russell Wilson? Um, at, the, at what I expected him to be, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't mm-hmm. expect him to be a top five. You're not even top five. I mean, no. I mean, he'll he'll be he'll get your points, right? No, he finished with no. nine this week. Yeah, wow. no touchdowns. He gets Doug Baldwin back this week. Five receptions, forty-one yards, kind of average for him. But Tyler Lockett, yeah, I mean, he, he's still been the guy consistently. Five, five receptions, fifty-three yards. There's no um, touchdowns for him. All right, another shocker. Okay, Chris Carson gets thirty-two touches last week. Thirty-two rushes. Yeah, he's inactive today. Why? Personal <laughs> day. Why? Did he use sick Why? I don't know. Why? I don't know, dude. He didn't want to play specials. So, so everyone in the world's like, Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny, the first round pick. Uh-huh. This is his chance. And then wait a minute. Oh. Mike Davis rushes for 21 times, 101 yards, <laughs> and two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. He was looking Man. flashy. He was Mason, did you see that coming? Uh, no. I personally would have started Penny if I if I had the chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean. That sucks. What happened? I, I the don't Seattle know. backfield happened. I don't, this is always what happens. What, yeah, it, it's literally. The real question is, should Carson owners be worried I, I don't know what to think. I don't, like if I own a Seattle running back, what the hell am I thinking? Because well, now, because now the thing is, yeah. once waivers come, everyone's gonna pick up Mike Davis because he just had this big week. And then what are you gonna start him next week? And then Chris Carson plays? Well, I mean, I think your yeah. first your first mistake was investing in the Seattle backfield. Yeah, but I just, I just it's a confusing process. You yes. just want them. To, you just want them to pick one, pick one, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. They just don't. They can't do that. For Seattle's offense so far through four weeks. Something I want to stay away from. The only guy I really trust in this offense right now is Tyler Lockett. Which is not I, something I thought I'm that I'd say. I'm happy about Doug Baldwin now that he's back. I think if he can stay healthy, which he has a nagging knee injury, um, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be what Russell Wilson needs moving forward. We're going to have to see. Russell Wilson needs something. They, All right. they, they need something. They get the win, but Arizona, Josh Rosen gets his first official start. 
Nothing special. 15 to 27, 180 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Nothing not a bad special. Start. Not a bad start. But still better than Sam Bradford. Yeah. Still yeah. better than Sam Bradford. And guys, let's not forget, I think there were two key drops. Oh, yeah. Huge plays. He could have oh, had yeah. three touchdowns and maybe add, you know, maybe 100 yards to his total. And all of a sudden you're saying, Josh Rosen? What the heck? Rookie of the year? We like to see <laughs> we like to see the Arizona David Johnsons coming back to possibly, you know, what David mm, Johnson should mm-hmm. be. Twenty two rushes, seventy one yards, and a nice touchdown. Three receptions, forty one yards being their leading receiver. Yeah. This is what you want to see if you're a David Johnson owner. Yeah. And this is what you want to see from the Cardinals offense. Oh yeah, I David, like that. David Johnson is your playmaker. You gotta use him, you gotta feed him. Um, Ricky Seals Jones gets two receptions for fifty two yards. I mean, it was one big play. If you feel comfortable with Ricky Seals Jones, the tight end depth throughout the league is kind of slim. I mean, Why not? Go ahead. We we said to watch out for uh, Christian Kirk with Josh Rosen as quarterback. Catches four receptions, four twenty-eight yards. Nothing, nothing crazy there. I wouldn't start him. Hell, and if you grab him just to see what happens, I'd say you know you could drop him. Life Fitzgerald too, another guy you know who was in a lot of fantasy lineups. Three receptions, <sighs> twenty-eight yards. I mean, it, it might be starting to. Might be time to sit Larry Fitzgerald until you're proven otherwise. Yeah, I think yeah, it's David Johnson or, or Buss. The only one who caught a touchdown today was uh, Chad Williams. Who two. Actually, well, he caught one. He should have had two, but I think there was a there was a penalty oh, yeah, um, yeah. on the play. Yep. So, and it leaves David Johnson getting a touchdown. Who knows? Maybe keep an eye on that guy. Who knows? I would, I hold, on to, I would hold on to Larry Fitzgerald, though. I'd hold on to Fitzgerald just because yeah, you know, his talent's there. But, this, but you just got to see more volume from him. Yeah. Um, so Seahawks over the Cardinals with the last second field goal. Who do we pick? We all pick, you know, you and me picked Arizona, and Sousa picked Seattle. Hmm. Cool. Fuck you, Sousa. Typical. Typical. Very typical. Um, and another game, another 4 o'clock game, uh, America's Game of the Week, as the <laughs> Saints travel to the Meadowlands to face the New York football giants. Um, this just in. Alvin Kamara is good. <laughs> yeah. If you guys didn't know already, okay. Let me let me let me hear your point. For, See this, uh, Alvin this, Kamara. this guy, this running back for the Saints, number forty-one. Yeah, yeah, I want you. I want you to convince me here. If you Something. haven't heard, really, this guy is pretty good at football. Really? Hmm. I mean, you know. Wait, 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 wait. What you? What? What did you say his name was? His name is uh, Alvin. Like the chipmunk. Like the chipmunk, Alvin Kamara. He's like the good. kid we went to high school with. Yeah. All right. But with a K. Okay, Alvin Kamara goes for 19 rushes, 134 yards, <laughs> and three TDs. Guys, I don't know if I've said it yet, but uh, I was wrong. Kamara, I'm sorry if you're listening. Yeah, you owe him a big apology. Um, yeah, I was wrong too. I was <laughs> I was predicting a low volume, which you know I was kind of right about, but you still did everything with it. And then this game, you got volume. Also, and you got three touchdowns. And you know what the thing is too, he, he does that on the ground. He's the fucking leading receiver in this game. Five receptions, forty-seven yards. He was worth a number one overall pick, and, and I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I mean, sorry. Alvin Kamara owners rejoice. You are a monster at football. To the first four weeks, there hasn't been a better back. Then Alvin Kamara. If you had Drew Brees in this game, who do you pick number one, Gurley or Kamara? That's that's for a different podcast. So why don't you shut the fuck up back there? <laughs> the way you're praising him. I mean, right now, sounds like more farts back there. Alvin Kamara your team? is the number one. Running back. Not over. Uh, yeah, it is. Oh shit! 
And uh, oh, oh my god, Crabtree sucks. On my bench. Right now it is fourteen to six, Baltimore in the second quarter, midway through the second quarter. Um, I don't know statistics as far as that game. But More distractions. Uh, John Brown's looking good. That's that's what we should that's take away from. Brown. That's what we're looking for. Okay. Um, yeah. Saints, not a big Drew Brees game. This was pretty, pretty much all Alvin Kamara. Even Michael a Thomas. A, a lot of um, too. Even Michael Thomas. Four receptions, yeah. 47 yards. Very low game for Michael Thomas. Yeah. Uh, that Saint, happened with receivers, though. Saints struggled to score in the red zone in this game. They had, you know, the ball, four opportunities, first and goal, and yeah. uh, got field goals out of it. On the Giants' side of the ball, they didn't have the ball for very long. Uh, Eli Manning gets 41 attempts, 255 yards, only one touchdown to Sterling Shepard on the opening drive. Other yeah. than that, Saquon Barkley only gets 10 rushes, 44 yards, finds the end zone. Um, Barkley catches six passes for 56 yards, so it's a pretty good day for Barkley. Sterling Shepard, though, back-to-back weeks where he's making a little noise. Ten receptions, 77 yards and a touchdown. Yep. Odo Beckham Jr. doesn't have a touchdown yet this year. Wow, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it. I believe it's fact. No, it's, it's 100% fact. That's rather shocking. Yeah, a, a guy that's, you know, a first-round pick, Odo Beckham Jr., is this Eli Manning? Is this the Giants' offense? I mean, he's getting yards and receptions. Yeah. He goes today, seven receptions, seven um, – 60 yards, but no touchdowns. Yeah, he has two games that are that's over 100 yards. The other two games, 51 yards, 60 yards. He's still getting the receptions. He's still getting the looks. you got to trust him, obviously, because he's a great talent. Uh, but it's just, frustrating. We're just waiting for those touchdowns. Yeah, it is frustrating. It's frustrating if you're an Odell Beckham Jr. because you know his potential. You know how he can go off in certain games, and he hasn't done it yet. This nope. is the game that people were expecting to go off against. Yeah, against really the Saints. Saints, Saints defense good. hasn't been good through the first three weeks. But... um. Sterling Shepard, the leading receiver. Like I said, the Giants didn't have the ball most of this game. But the Giants yeah. take the L at home, 33-18. to Saints improved to 3-1. I believe that's I correct. I think so. I believe so. Um, who do we pick in this game? We all pick New Orleans. Oh. Okay. <laughs> all right. And lastly, <laughs> but not least, uh, since the Sunday night game is still going, we have A barn San barn. Francisco. At the Chargers, also another very very good slate of games today. Mm. Uh, another entertaining game that came down to yeah. the last last few seconds, uh, re- relatively. Um, guys, how do you feel about San Francisco's offense Sucks. without Jimmy G? Sucks. Um, it's you know, it's risky. Sucks. It's two guys without played. without one big play from George Kittle, the breakout touchdown that won Mason his fantasy game this week. Oh, George Kittle, I love you. What a play! That's, that's sincere yards. love. Other we than that, C.J. Beathard, nothing special. I'm yes. not kidding. I was contemplating jumping off of a bridge before George Kittle broke off that touchdown. He has. Wh- <laughs> Wait, really? Do you need to talk to somebody? <laughs> There's yes. a hotline out there. Uh, like, uh, like Kermit the Frog uh, jumping off the... Yeah. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Get the man in the Amberland and land on the ground! What? The Amberland? Let's talk about the no. running backs for the 49ers. I was doing, yeah, I was doing the Carl Weezer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Susan said the Kermit Frog jumping off the building. Oh, oh my God! Oh, no! It's oh, 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 no, it doesn't even down. make a thud. It's just a little puppy. Just, yeah, just hit <laughs> All right. All right, so you weren't, you weren't Kermit the Frog jumping off the No, no, George I almost was. Yeah. <laughs> I was um, close. Yeah. <laughs> Sousa, you are an owner of both 49ers backs. How do you feel? I'm waiting for one of them to get hurt. 
Oh, that's real nice. No, Souza, and you know, endorsing injury for San Francisco. Yeah, see, this is why you're a guest and you're not. Wow. Um, no, if they're both healthy or active, which they were, I'm starting Burita. And that's because he's more of a pass catcher. And he had more receptions than Morris. Only three. Um, he had more carries, too, which is good. Nine for 39. Morris was four for 14. So, Burita, obviously, the better running back. I still don't think he can handle, like, 20 carries. Because he's not as powerful of a running back. He's, he's on the smaller side. But I want to see him more in the passing game. Only three receptions. But he had the better day. And I think that's only going to continue. So Still risky, though. For the wide receivers, uh, Pierre Garçon, four receptions, 52 yards. Nothing special. Um, Marquise Goodwin, two receptions, 24 yards. Maybe another, another injury possibility. You know, he went yeah. off, he went on. The thing is, I, I just don't feel comfortable with the 49ers offense led by C.J. Beathard. And then this yeah. abysmal backfield between Matt Breida and Alfred Morris. I mean, they faced the Chargers. They run the game the whole time, but... And nothing felt good besides George Kittle. Honestly, with that one big play. Yeah. If I if there's one player I want to start in this offense, it's right. George Kittle. Trust Kittle. Um, on the Chargers side of the ball, Brendan. What? How do you feel about Philip Rivers? <laughs> Jesus Christ! You got <laughs> so offended. What? I'm just asking. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get you involved was, as a, a guest. Uh, I mean, I like those. Jesus, man. Like, felt, it's like he's got attacked. personally, personally attacked. attacked. Yeah. I was a Chargers expert. So. No, I mean, <laughs> Phil Rivers, uh, I've never really liked him. He's just kind of just there for me. He has a lot of talent. Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams, Keenan Allen, and obviously Melvin Gordon. Melvin Austin Gordon, Eckler, too. Melvin Gordon. Let me Melvin just say Gordon. one that's, thing. That's all it is. Let me say one thing to Susan. <laughs> Yo. Fuck you and Melvin Gordon. He's good. Oh, yeah, Glenn and Sousa played each other this week. I don't think we mentioned that. And the thing is, I am not looking good. I'm down right now. Juju's going to do Juju things for the next, you know, half of the game. And i got to pray that Patty Mahomes breaks the touchdown record tomorrow night against Denver. (laughs) But it's it's not. (coughs) Don't feel good about it. You know why? Because Melvin Gordon is a fucking selfish asshole. (laughs) Selfish? 15 rushes, 104 yards, catches seven balls, 55 yards, and finds the end zone. Yeah, I think the I think the Chargers have like two plays in their playbook, and it's thro- it's either run the ball, Melvin Gordon, or throw the ball to Re- Melvin Gordon, and there's no in between. Or or throw to Antonio Gates in the red zone. Or Austin Eckler. Oh, true. That's thing right is, if you're a Melvin Gordon order, you want to have Austin Eckler in case the case Melvin Gordon gets hurt. Eckler would be a good replacement. If you don't own Melvin Gordon, but you have Austin Eckler on your team. Through four weeks, he's been a viable flex option. He has a touchdown this week. He's been good. Fans have been gone. I need him to keep going and catch those balls. I got Vance McDonald tonight, too, but it's not looking good. Nope. Uh, I don't know, dude. Vance McDonald's balling out Gain right now. Gain of 33, That's my okay. I need him to outscore Juju <laughs> smith Schuster by 10. That's probably not going to happen. I don't know, dude. It's coming close. Juju has like only like four points or something. Well, fuck him, too. Anyways, Keenan Allen. Uh, has a pretty good fourth quarter. Salvages day, seven receptions, sixty-three yards. Mason, Still on the downward. Mason, know, not great. Not getting touchdowns from Keenan Allen. It's kind of discouraging. Kind of like the Odell Beckham thing. You believe in his talent. You believe in the offense. But how do you feel? You spent a first round pick on Keenan Allen. Yeah. Um. Well, see, here's the thing. Uh, I know that the Chargers have a good enough offense that like Keenan Allen's gonna get his chances. Um. But, I mean, personally, I have enough. Um, I also have Alshon Jeffrey on my bench as well. 
So I think I have enough wide receiver, wide receiver talent to like cycle in and out, play a matchup. You know what I'm saying? If I don't like a matchup for Keenan Allen now, I have the opportunity to. Well, you know, I mean, take you, him out. Luckily, you have that luxury of doing that. Yeah. <laughs> People might not who own Keenan Allen. Well, yeah. Okay. So if you don't have like someone you can bench or or put in over Keenan Allen, I'd I'm say not bench Keenan Allen. That's, a, that's the thing. You would yeah. never bench Keenan Allen. I don't know. No, I mean, you, he salvages his day. Seven receptions, 63 yards. He's the leading receiver for this team. Keenan Allen, I, I, if he's healthy and he plays, he's got that upside of going off any given week. I'm not playing matchups with Keenan Allen. He's yeah. starting every single week. You to, can't forget what he did at the end of the year last year and what he started with. He's good. Okay? He's, he's going to get the looks. He's going to get the Look, yards. I know he's going to get looks. I'm just saying as it's discouraging, okay? Let, let me tell you this. Yeah, he's enough. a wide receiver in, a, in a, I guess, a pass-heavy offense with Melvin Gordon. But there's just so much to spread around. There's so much to love. It's, the, it's just hard to see that he's just going to get. I guess so. Similar to the Rams offense, the yes. Chiefs offense, Vikings. Vikings offense. There's, you know, only so much ball to go around for everybody. Mm-hmm. And sometimes at the expense of Keenan Allen. I mean, like today was a big Melvin Gordon game. Yeah. But he also has the lead. Uh, they tied with Melvin Gordon for the most receptions. He still yeah. has seven receptions. You like to see that. It's just they didn't go for very far. Just, you know, I'm, not no shitting on, I'm not shitting on Keenan Allen. Sounded like. I, trade him well, I mean, I still like him. You were talking about almost benching him. Yeah, but, almost. But the thing is, I'll tell you what is discouraging for this San Francisco. Uh, I'm sorry, Sandy. Not San Diego either. L.A. Chargers Oh, offense. dollar in the jar. Glenn. Dollar in the jar. Dollar up your ass. <laughs> um, Mike Williams. Hoping to see hoping to see that we have, you know, kind of an emerging wide receiver, too. You kind of... <laughs> nice, Susan. <laughs> drop my... Drop my phone. Drop my phone. Drop my phone. Are, you, are you serious? You can do it again? No. Put your phone down? Susan, this is why you? you're a fucking guest now. I don't want to hear it, all right? Glenn missed the very first... Podcast that we didn't have a person what? here. What? Right. Let, let me just say that. No, no, no. Glenn, Fuck you. You talk bad about me? Glenn, yeah, because you weren't here before I wasn't here. And we didn't talk shit about Glenn being a guest. But now I miss one, and I'm a guest. See, the thing is, I you, hear you were already a guest before you know this started. And you, you guys was begging me to not be a guest and to be a member of the show. Yeah, then we thought you were committed. And, and then, then you weren't. And you pull that shit. Oh, yeah. All right, um, continue. What I was saying was Mike Williams, um, after a big week last week, a good week too, you wanted to see more of it kind of emerging as that wide receiver too for San Diego, kind of being like a Tyler Boyd. Dollar in the jar. Fuck you. <laughs> for the L.A. Chargers. Uh, kind of being like a Tyler Boyd, uh, Kenny Galladay, yeah. uh, Calvin Ridley this week. One reception. Is, no, no, is that him? Or is Tyrell. that Tyrell? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Mike, Mike Williams has two receptions, think, 48 yeah, yards. I think it was Mike on three yeah. receptions. Um, I, just, I, I would just say the, the Chargers today, just passing was, wasn't impressive for them. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much stock in today to, to be the, 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 you know, the bottom line for the Chargers offense, the Chargers passing offense. I would, I would, I would feel very confident. Yeah, their, their gameplay. Do you feel confident enough to start Mike Williams? Absolutely. As a flex, I mean, he's he seems more like a wide receiver too now, and he has, I think, a, like a very, very high upside. He does have high upside. He's definitely talented. You saw it last week. But like like I said, with this offense, there's so much ball to go around. Melvin Gordon has, you know, been the focal point of this offense, kind of like a Todd yeah. Gurley in the Rams. I think it more depends on the game plan, though. Like it, today, I've never, I mean, they throw the ball to Melvin Gordon a fair amount, but... They, well, I mean, they, when you, the fucking San Francisco 49ers, you yeah. can give them 10 yards you know, of space. That's what I'm saying. They were yeah. exposing a matchup, and the... The fact that they couldn't make a coaching change there. You know what I mean? So, I would put more stock in the... I guess it'd be the 49ers' ineptitude to adjust yeah. on the fly. 
rather than, you know, it being some testament to them just focusing solely on Melvin Gordon and their offense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So despite horrible kicking from um, the L.A. Chargers, they do get the victory at home against the 49ers, 29-27. Who do you pick on that? We all picked the Chargers. Good for us. Close game. So as far as, as far as recap goes, uh, we will talk briefly about Baltimore Pittsburgh versus Pittsburgh. What's going on? And uh, Kansas City versus Denver. We can't, um, we can't recap that game. I'm it hasn't ta- happened yet. Yeah, I know. I'm saying we'll talk. I was about to say we'll talk about it in the preview for week five. Oh, next week's show. Week five. Oh, this week's Ooh. show. Later on. Uh, yes. Preview um, for week five. We'll so, talk, yeah. We'll discuss Right now, games. two minutes left. Uh, Steelers just tied it up 14 14 on an Antonio Brown touchdown. Antonio Brown, two receptions, 104 yards. I mean, <laughs> this guy's good. Two I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That's John Brown. I'm looking at Baltimore. John Brown has two receptions, 104 yards, and a touchdown. So Antonio Brown <laughs> has four receptions, 57 yards, and a touchdown in the first half. Vance McDonald, so far, Souza. Yeah, so five receptions, 62 yards. Uh, Juju, Juju Smith Schuster catching two balls for 48 yards. Minus Big two with a fumble for Vance McDonald. Hey, Ingram was back next week. Peanut Gallery, the assistant, Three, assistant guest. Uh, yeah, that's next week's episode. But uh, to wrap things, not wrap things up, but stellar stars of the week. Wait, yes. Wait. Whoa. What? We have a sponsor to say. Oh. Oh, true. The stellar stars of the week are brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. They finished the job that your man started. Mason, that's right. Your stellar star of the week. My stellar star of the week <laughs> is the man who won me my fantasy game. That's very selfish. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. George, fucking. Kittle. What about him? He had a day. What do you do? Quiet peanut gallery. Keep watching your game. Six receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Finished with 21.5 points in our half-point PPR league. No bonuses. Who the fuck does that? Cough, Craig, cough. Fucking gay-ass leagues. Anyway, uh, I mean, I think you just saw kind of in a nutshell why I was high on George Kittle. Um, I think. high? 420, what is it? Yes. Yeah, 420 oh, theoretic. That's two references to 420. Yeah. Hey. Mm. There we go. Yeah, baby. Smoke weed every day. There we go. All right. So, George Kittle, uh, now that, especially now that Jimmy Garoppolo is out, I think he's going to be a safety net for Bethard or whoever the fuck is back there. Bethard. Uh, because, well, Bethard got his bell rung oh. uh, earlier in that game. So, you know, uh, depends what they're going to do going forward at quarterback. Um, but I think Kittle will be a good safety valve for whoever's back there. Um, and you saw his big playability today, uh, catching an 80-something yard touchdown. How does he outsprint? I honestly safeties. don't know how he even scored that touchdown. There's two yards. defenders in front of him. He's good. He's quick. He's fast. And he scored. But regardless, uh, yes, good my star of the week. Yep, Susan, your star of the week. My stellar star of the week is Ezekiel Elliott. This man was on fire and was doing things that you wanted him to do. I loved it. He was fed. Feed Zeke. 25 carries, 152 yards. No rushing touchdowns. But, and the biggest thing for me is what you and I, Glenn, were talking about a couple episodes ago was what the Cowboys need to do, and that's get Zeke in the passing game because we know he can do it. He went four for 88 and a touchdown, looking like a David Johnson type player. Zeke did it all, really wanted to see him in the passing game, 
and and we did. I mean, he caught, an impressive he, catch. He caught a 38-yard pass for a touchdown over the shoulder. He, he lined no, up as a receiver. No, that was a screen pass. The over-the-shoulder oh, touchdown sorry. was the one that, that wasn't set touchdown. up the game-winning field goal. Yeah, yeah. the over-the-shoulder catch was the one that set up the game-winning field goal. But he lined up as a receiver. I'm sorry, so the 38 score was a uh, screen. But he lined up as a receiver in one play and caught a deep ball over the shoulder. That's what you want to see from, from a star stud running back because yep. we haven't really seen him much in the passing game, and that's what we think is kind of hindering the Cowboys' ability to, uh, to kind of keep the ball and drive and score. So that'll help Prescott, and what helps Prescott and the Cowboys helps Zeke, and he was very stellar today. And it helps me not commit suicide. Hashtag feed Zeke, baby. Don't be Hashtag a Kermit. Feed Zeke. It's that simple. My stellar star of the week is going to be none other than a man who could be possibly the MVP through four weeks so far, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Jared Goff on Thursday night. Pulled out his stones and said, look, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> I see you. I see you with this Vikings offense, but I'm, I'm on the fucking Rams. I'm at home. I got weapons. I know how to use them. Jared Goff goes 26-33, only seven incompletions, 465 yards, and five. Count them. One, two, three, four, five TDs. I'll tell you what. Jared Goff. Big TD guy. Big TD, Big TD guy. guy. Huge TDs. Big TD guy. So wait, you said 500 yards? Whoa. 400. 400? And 65 yards. All right, that's round up. It's pretty well, close. Well, in fantasy, you can't round up. Well, see, here's the thing. Uh, I just looked that up, and uh, it's pretty good. I mean, it is good. It's pretty good. It is good. I think so. He throws touchdown passes to four out. different receivers, throws two dimes to Cooper Cup, finds Woods over the middle, Todd Gurley in the red zone. And, of course, Brandon Cook's getting his first score of the year. Um, All against a great defense. Yeah. I mean. Who would have thought? Was it Jeff Fisher that was hindering <laughs> his ability? I don't want to hear Jeff Fisher's name. Himself. I don't want to hear Jeff Fisher's name on this podcast ever again. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, because right should. now, Sean McVay and the Rams are looking like hot, hot, hot. the team to beat in the yeah. NFL. Um, yeah. In the NFL. Give it up Best to team Goff, man. you got to start him every week. I, I think so. Even yeah. over Tom Brady. Even I would Tom give Brady. him my vote of confidence. I, I, the running game's too good, uh, and then he can just pick apart. They have so much, so much talent. Well, see, here's the thing. I mean, if we're going by, like, fo- like football quarterback, I mean, obviously you want Tom Brady to be your quarterback. Yeah. But if we're going fantasy quarterback, take Jerry Goff all day. Because right now I just think, well, it might be a different story once I get Adelman back next week. But Through four weeks, I mean, there's only been – it's been Mahomes <laughs> – Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, the four best fantasy quarterbacks throughout throughout the league. Yeah. So, Brendan, I ask you, first time on the show, who is your stellar star? I know it was week? spoiled, oh, but yeah, that's right. it's Mitch. Mitch Trubisky, and boy, did he say, hey, Jared Goff. He's like, I know you're looking good, and I know your team's looking good, but why don't I just hit you with a nice one-up? So, yes, yeah, very stellar job from Jared Goff, but I say we throw some appreciation to Mitch Trubisky. Mitch you know, Trubisky. you said, hey, you know, Jared Goff's looking good. Um, how many different receivers did he throw to? It's the same amount. Five different receivers with touchdowns. 
to Mr. Risky. You know, everyone says he's a good runner. No, he was perfect passing today. Look at no interceptions, six touchdowns. I would say he looks like a certain other, you know, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback today. Ooh. In a way, in a way, spreading Ooh. the ball around. That's what you say for Sunday. Yeah, I was say, save that spreading for Thursday, around, yo. Spreading the ball around nicely. It was just encouraging to see because there was a whole entire NFL article out today saying, Ooh. "Is Mitch Trubisky going to be the starting quarterback for the Bears in the future?" And he says, "Hey guys." He what said, am I going to be the fucking he starting goes, quarterback? I'm going to nut up. And he nutted up big time. He nutted, and he nutted on big time. the Bucks. That's for sure. <laughs> this guy. Such an impressive this game. This guy fucking nuts. <laughs> yes. This guy nuts. I mean, Mr. Yeah. Trubisky. Mitch, he nuts. Trubisky. He nuts. We'll he take nuts. it. I like that nickname. I like Mitch Trubisky. He's on my bench. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know if, if he's going to be a starter going forward, but it's That's just it's just going to be a matchup thing. But wow, he just played so well today. Even Taylor Gabriel, making Taylor, Taylor Gabriel look good, making T- Terry Cohen look good, Al Robinson getting some love. Everyone got some love. It's so encouraging to see. Mitch Trubisky, he's stellar, and I don't know. Yeah. So is this podcast. This is, wow. Wow, good plug right there. Whoa. I'll tell you what. Good job, Mitch. That has been our week four Stellar Stars of the Week brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man started. And uh, with that? No. Nope, we got time. We got time? We got time. For what? Let's go. I actually want to do a little name game through week four. Oh, shit. We mentioned earlier Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook. We gave our takes on that. Okay. I'll tell you what. Going forward, who would you guys rather have? Hit me. Hit me, baby. One more time. One more time. Would you rather have Got him on your fantasy team Zeke Elliott Ooh. or or David Johnson? Zeke by or, a mile. Zeke. By a mile. Zeke by two miles. Two by two miles. In three steps. I think Zeke, yeah. I mean, we saw a very encouraging sign with Josh Rosen, the quarterback, if for David Johnson. Got he hurt. got... And Eckler came in. What I'd the hell? Eckler well, we don't know who Melvin Ingram is. Isn't he a defensive guy yeah, on the Ingram. Chargers? Melvin Gordon. You, you said Melvin, Melvin Ingram. Oh, doll in the swear jar. <laughs> um, that wasn't the question. Though. Anyway, wow. Okay. Uh, That's a bad question. You asked. Me. So well, yeah, Zeke, Zeke's getting twenty-five carries. <laughs> you put yourself on oh the spot. my god! You get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> Distraction. Vulture circling. Distraction. Um, yeah, Zeke firmly for me. I mean. DJ had a good game, but Zeke had a better one, and I think more often than not, he's going to have a better one. He's going to get get fed. What the Cowboys are doing with Zeke is what you want the Cardinals to do with David Johnson. But they just refuse to. Exactly. So I would say equal talent more or less. Equal talent more or less. I don't know if Glenn's going to like that. But Zeke's seeing more love, and he's going to get more points. It's really that simple. He's just that good. So I'm picking Zeke. Easy. I'm picking Zeke, too. Two miles. Let me ask you another question. Oh, can you answer that one? Yes. Oh, oh, mine? Yeah. No, I just give him out. Uh-huh, I knew uh, it. Oh, okay. He, he's a weasel. No, you, 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 like, you like to see good things from David Johnson going forward, getting the volume. I expect him to get more volume. But, yeah, Zeke, I mean, he has to be the focal point of this offense. Um, if the offensive line gets more healthy, you want to say this bigger game for Zeke to come. Um, he kind of broke out today in week four. Hopefully he continues that trend, not only from a fantasy standpoint, but as a Cowboys fan, you like to see it. Um, here's another question for you guys. Yippee. Would you rather have Marshawn Lynch or Kareem Hunt? Interesting. Kareem Hunt. I like that one. Why, Mason? Why you pick Kareem Hunt? Um, because I think we've seen uh, so far this season that at times the Raiders' offense can be inept. 
Uh, whereas, what? Go ahead. What? I'll, I'll add my two cents out there. Okay. Continue. All right. So, I think Kareem Hunt has uh, the higher upside because we've seen how good Kansas City's offense is. And yes, yes, I know Kareem Hunt has might have not might not have had an ideal season so far, being. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, taking into consideration how high he was drafted in many places. However, that offense is just so fantastic that, I mean, he's going to get chances to score all the time. I feel like they're going to be up a lot in a lot of games, you know, by a lot. So they're going to have to run the ball. I just think he has the higher upside, personally. Definitely. Kareem Hunt over Marshawn Lynch? Yeah, you gotta you gotta believe in Hunt. Like Mason said, we know that the Kansas City offense is on fire, and we know what Kareem Hunt can do. We saw it last year. It's just a matter of time before those two things line up. I mean, Kareem Hunt had two touchdowns last week. The, the yardage hasn't been there, and neither of the receptions, which is really scary. But I think the worst Kareem Hunt can do is around what Lynch will get you, but Kareem Hunt can get you over a hundred yards and multi touchdowns. Um, I think I like Lynch's floor more because Kareem Hunt's been disappearing sometimes as of uh, as of late. Um, but Kareem Hunt's gonna can win you games sometimes. But oh, we're just waiting to see it. Brother, what do you say? I was gonna. Oh, I'm saying Kareem Hunt, but on all levels for me, it's Kareem Hunt. Younger, more upside, uh, more opportunity, uh, better offense. I mean, all like we saw in yeah. in, in the the early weeks. It takes one dump pass. They have so many different targets, so many different threats on that offense. Uh, Kareem Hunt's going to get his every week. I mean, maybe it's a little bit unreliable, but we've seen Marshawn Lynch already disappoint so far. He's older. He might break down. I really do feel like Marshawn Lynch is a good chance of breaking down. Um, I like Kareem Hunt for the rest of the season. It's it's pretty obvious to me. I mean, yeah, Marshawn Lynch had a good game today, but I agree with Brendan. I think he as as good as he was, he is old. So there is always the potential oh, for yeah, man factor. high usage. Yeah. High usage too. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I was gonna ask you. If you're yeah, here. okay. It's, I think it's 100 bonus guess. for me. 100. Oh, he got a touchdown every game except for today, and he still put up 130 yards rushing. Would you trade Kareem Hunt for Marshawn Lynch? Straight up. I would never do a straight up trade. That's stupid. But you'd rather have Lynch though, right? Yeah, but I know people like you guys over value Hunt, so I'd keep him in sure. another trade. That's why. But if you ask me who am I starting, gun to my head, Lynch. The rest of the year. rest of the year. Because here's the thing, too. So right now, Kareem Hunt is an offense that they're never going to do as good as they are now. It's either they're going to stay the way they are, but obviously they're going to fall out, fall off. Not by much, but yeah. you know what I'm trying to say? Definitely not this week. And Kareem Hunt's still not part of it. Oh, still not yeah, part of it's, it. It's a little where, concerning. Where he's saying that the Raiders, def- Raiders offense is inept, but yet Marshall Lynch is still getting you double-digit scores. Yeah, he's Lynch has been getting touched. So let's say when Kansas City offense gets even worse, what that, that means Kareem Hunt's going to get even worse. I, I think it's floor versus upside mm-hmm. with this one. And what are you looking for in your team? Obviously, you drafted you drafted Kareem Hunt high. So obviously, it's not like a, a sit. It's not a starter sit kind of deal. But Kareem Hunt will always will always in my mind be the guy who can score more yeah. points than Marshawn Lynch. If you take away the first four weeks of last year, though, you don't think the same thing at all. First four weeks of Maybe. last year, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the only reason why people still value Kareem Hunt so much. I just think, but that's but that's the whole point. That's what I'm saying with the upside. Is I mean, and and think about it too. It's like even if so, if they, they they spread it. 
right? And you have and you have just Hunt in the backfield. Hunt's their only running option. Spencer Ware gets so little. It's so little look. I mean, obviously, again, Marshawn Lynch sees, sees all the looks. I just think there's so much there's so much opportunity, and you can't you can't turn that down, Cream Hunt. And I really don't see that. Look the, at all the weapons on KC. You would think that all those weapons would open up Cream Hunt, but that just hasn't. Um, I'm gonna give my take. Okay, on it. go ahead. I think it's close. I think it's a lot closer than people think. Yeah, hey, it's a good question. It's better than the first question. With, with Kareem Hunt, nobody fucking asked you. <laughs> with Kareem Hunt, um, on a high-powered offense, you know, if if they get the goal, get the ball first and goal, their first look is to give Kareem Hunt, I know, an end zone carry. Um, last week it showed two touchdowns, obviously from the one yard line. The first two weeks he wasn't getting those goal line opportunities because the Chiefs' offense was just crazy. On a high-powered offense like Kansas City. You feel like Kareem Hunt would have more of those scoring opportunities. He even catches a touchdown in week two. The thing is, from a volume standpoint, it feels like Kareem Hunt might not get that because Patty yeah. Mahomes has been so good and they have so many weapons. Marshawn Lynch, guys, is getting better every single week. As far as carries goes, yardage, touchdowns, his fantasy points increase every week. Um, this week he runs wild, 130 yards, doesn't find the end zone, but he also had a play that could have been a big play that got taken back from him. Yeah. Um, I feel like Marshawn Lynch has been the only consistent guy in that Raiders offense, besides maybe Jared Cook, but he had two bad weeks too. It's tough. I, honestly, right now, I'm going to take Mar- Marshawn Lynch from the way that he's going. If, from the rest of the year, I'm going to say Marshawn Lynch. Kareem Hunt, he's going to have the opportunities there. There could be a game where Kareem Hunt gets fed, and, you know, everybody else – on that offense, you know, has like a regressed game, like Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, everybody else. But Marshawn Lynch so far for the Raiders' offense has been the most consistent point of it, which is why I'm going to decide on Marshawn Lynch. I think you guys kind of convinced me a little bit. Uh, if I'm looking at my lineup, I'd rather see Kareem Hunt rather than Marshawn Lynch. But like you said, Kareem Hunt has a higher name value. I think you could trade Kareem Hunt for Marshawn Lynch and someone like maybe even Juju. And I think that would be a good oh, trade to make. That would be tough. Juju's looking at wide receiver one status. Yeah. I mean, oh, regardless, right. it's oh, close. But when but people no, look I, at Juju, Juju, Juju he's, he's a number two. You do not want him as your number one. This year, big no, this year, big Ben's favorite target has been Juju Smith-Schuster out of the slot. Yeah, and so, which brings up my next question. It goes back to the name thing. Do you really want Juju as your number one? I'm not saying he would be. No, one, but I'm, I'm saying it'd be tough to get. Yeah, he's putting up number one. Yeah, he could finish as a num like a top. We're in a 14 team. He's more, he's, he he's more yards. Top 14 receiver, he's more yards per target. One. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, that also brings up my next question. Me. This is the last one of the name game. Oh. So far, two wide receivers who kind of had underwhelming starts from you know their usual floor. I know what this is going to be. Let's talk about Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. Odell, yeah, that bastard. Souza, for the rest of the year, who do you feel better about, oh. Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham Jr.? It's got to be Brown. I mean, it's not by a lot. They're both really good. I mean, I think OBJ actually has more yards, uh, even maybe receptions. But um, Antonio Brown already has a touchdown tonight. He had a touchdown um, already on the season. He's just been the number one receiver for years, and I think you can count on that. Uh, Steelers offense, high-powered, more high-powered than the, than the Giants. Um and the Giants have more weapons now. They passed the Barkley 7 to 14 times a game, which is crazy. Um, OBJ will get his, but Antonio Brown's just the man. Yep, I'm with Tuza 100%. I mean, yes, they're both you know, the stars in the NFL, but Antonio Brown has been the guy for the past three seasons and is a reason why he's the first uh, wide receiver picked overall. 
Uh, ben Rosper loves him. He sees so many targets. I understand it's it's a little it's been a little weird this so far with Juju. Um, taking that, a little bit. I think in. that's why not to interrupt, but I think that's why Juju's been so successful so far is because they're double teaming AAB. Okay, kind of like, okay. like Sterling Shepard and Odell Beckham. All yeah. of a sudden, Sterling Shepard's uh, kind of on the rise. He's looking getting more targets. He's looking more powerful just as a wide receiver. He's kind of cementing himself. I mean, maybe it's not to the point of Juju Smith-Schuster, but I just see Antonio Brown is just a better wide receiver and he's much more loved by his quarterback. Yeah, I uh, I agree <clears throat> with Susan Brennan. Um, not so much uh, in the sense of that, you know, like either or. It's kind of, you know, you're like nitpicking when you say that one one of these wide receivers is more talented than the other because they're both extremely talented. You know what I mean? Like they're both first-round talents. Um, I But my problem with Odell Beckham Jr. is I think Eli Manning is too streaky of a quarterback. Um <laughs> Whereas, you know, Big Ben's been there before. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's... Well, Eli's a two-time Super Bowl. Okay, all right. Ooh, well, regardless. But, um, but Big Ben would be the Patriots. Just, can I fucking talk, well, please? Ben, Eli sorry. hasn't lost in a Super Bowl, too, which Big Ben has. Mm. Regardless. <laughs> Poor Mason. Okay, regardless. He's going to get tacked. I know. No, I like your point. Regardless, Eli Manning is much more of a streaky quarterback than Big Ben is. You know what I mean? Big Ben has that proven record of being an elite quarterback. Big Ben does have the nickname Road Ben, though. So, I don't know about you talking about streakiness. But even then, he, Road, ben, uh, AB, Road Ben feeds AB. AB still puts up. Yeah, I think the biggest difference is that it Poor is Mason quarterback. Interrupted. I know what yeah, the fuck. Dude, you, you won this week. Relax. Yeah, That's so, uh, I think the big thing is, is where Ben will force balls into Antonio Brown where Eli won't. And I think the dumb thing is, too, that they need to put Odell more in the slot because Brown doesn't get slot looks. Like, he could, but he doesn't. Odell, you, put, you put Odell in the slot, you can't you can't commit a corner and a safety to him, to a guy in the slot. You have to go outside the numbers. And if you have Odell running a slant through his zone, he's going to find the hole, and you you got to force the ball, but the play call is just not there. His biggest play was I think slot, Odell has, slot, is, slot is a better round. athlete. And I think if you swatch, swap teams, I think Brown would fall. His draft stock would fall significantly. But since he doesn't play for Rodgers and he plays for Eli, that's the big difference. You mean Big Ben? Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, yeah. You lost this week. I'm going to say Antonio <laughs> Brown because, um, like Mason said, with the quarterback play. I feel Big Ben, you know, is more consistent of a quarterback. Get you those points. Um, but, um, yeah, Odell, talented. Hasn't found the end zone yet. AB does find the end zone. It's tough. You know, obviously two frustrating starts for two guys who you expect more from. But, um, yeah, going forward, it's got to be Antonio Brown. Two very similar offenses, too, between the Giants and the Steelers. Um, both having that number two emerging in Sterling Shepard and Juju Smith-Schuster, mm. James Conner, and Saquon Barkley. But I just think for, as far as quarterback play goes, uh, Big Ben's more trustworthy than yeah. Eli Manning, which is why I go with Antonio Brown. Great question, though. But I just feel like it's Antonio Brown. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, because I feel even in Big Ben's like home road splits, I feel like he's still Antonio Brown will still ha- even if Big Ben has a game, Antonio Brown can still have good games. I I saw I I've had AB before, and even if and uh, Big Ben had a shit game, there were still games when An- Antonio Brown had a good game. So I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. Eli Man is just too inconsistent for for my liking. And I know I know I don't know if you guys hey guys people about backtracking, but I look at the attempts, the rushing attempts for both Kareem Hunt. And Marshall Lynch. <laughs> That's a hell of a back. <laughs> I need to throw out there. It's, it was the same in the past two games. They both got 19. All right, so you just looked at your phone. So Exactly. That's exactly what I did. I'm just saying. So they're both getting the same amount of rushing attempts. 
I just thought it was. I thought it was curious. You saying that Hunt doesn't get the, the same amount of running love, but the and, and yeah, but I'm things. saying Lynch does more with it than Hunt's been doing. Well, fair enough. I'm just saying it's like usage was was something yeah. we talked about. I think so. Lynch will always get more overall love than Hunt will, just because he is most like he's a more consistent back. Well, just like there's so many weapons again on KC where when you have. Uh, Oakland, it's what? Cooper and then who else? Cooper Cook, maybe? You're going to put Cook over Lynch? Maybe. I don't so know. far, the season's going, but yeah. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about looks-wise. Yeah. All right, thanks for being a guest on the show, Panacho. <laughs> Good to have you. Can't Number wait to see you next week. Yep. Um, Can't wait to play you week 13. Mm. So that wraps up a week four <laughs> review. For uh, for the Stellar Seller Podcast. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you want to follow right. us on uh, Instagram? It's still at Stellar Seller Pod. On Twitter, it's at StellarSeller2, the number two. You want to follow Susie, post cat pictures and uh, polls <laughs> that, you know, kind of underrated. Uh, polls that you'll never expect. Yeah. He's at uh, msusa120. You want to follow Mason? It's at m underscore boyd77. Yeah, boy. Wow. Got it. Shit. And if you want to follow me, it's Glenn Jr. That's J-U-N-Y-A. Because, you know, why not? And then, of course, our guest, Mr. Mr. Brendan Borges. You can follow me at... Borgies, B-O-R-G-E-E-Z, underscore 71. Uh, it's been a pleasure being the assistant guest to Sousa uh, on this podcast. <laughs> the assistant guest. The assistant uh, guest. Can, we've had three guests uh, on today. Plenty of guests. Plenty guests. It's crazy. Popular show. Um, and I just want to say, I can't wait to beat you guys in your own league. Wow. It's going to feel good. Oh, shit. See it's what tough, happens. It's tough talk for somebody that beat week two. Oh, also, real quick. Uh, Not me, everyone can have Me and Brendan. Homes. 2 a.m. pizza podcast that we do. Uh, first episode will be out this week. This Woo! week, because I've been waiting for it. First week, about anime we we yes, uh-huh. we'll be talking about We're anime, video games, uh, movies, porn. TV, porn. So much porn. Really? porn. So much porn. Yeah, like so much porn. No. <laughs> Why won't you talk about porn? Nothing. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about. Porn. We get. A, we get. I'll tell you what. If you talk about porn, I'll be on that episode. We'll workshop it. No, that's hentai. Yes. There is a cross though. Man of culture. Yeah. All right, guys. This we fell off the rails here. Yeah, we did. Yeah, what else? Uh, we add pizza? Thank, wow. Thanks, pizza? Brendan. Thanks, Panache. Thanks, Susa, coming back, being a full time guest. Yeah, oh, appreciate shit. it. And uh, Mason, let's get the fuck out of here. Bye bye. <laughs>